Good morning and welcome to our Easter Sunday worship at Hillhead. As we meet today, we do so with sadness, grieving the death of our brother Ken, a much loved and deeply respected member of our church. And in this time of loss, our thoughts and our prayers are especially with Barbara and the wider family. We will, of course, share details of funeral arrangements once these are available. But now, here are some words of a prayer from the Baptist Collection, Gathering for Worship. God of compassion, you know us better than we know ourselves. You understand what we are feeling and are with us in our grief. Bind the wounds of our sorrow. Surround us with your love. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. As is something of a tradition at Easter, our service today is all age and interactive. So there will be several opportunities to engage in symbolic actions and activities. But if for any reason you prefer not to do so, that's absolutely okay. Just take time to reflect quietly. Today we will hear many voices, some on site and others online including Jenny leading the Lord's Prayer in Norwegian, Nasi and Grace reading scripture, musicians on the recordings, Paul F. and Neil. I will be singing a solo for us, and very shortly, probably Katrina, will be lighting our candle. Um, and this evening we have another opportunity to join with friends from other West End churches for an Emmaus Road walk. Please meet at the Botanic Gardens, ready to depart at 6.30 p.m. The walk will end with refreshments at Kelvinbridge Church. So that's 6.30 tonight at the Botanic Gardens for an Emmaus Road walk. A reminder also that our Easter appeal for Glasgow City Mission is open for another week and payments can be made using the Just Giving link you should have already received. But if you need it again, then just ask Katrina. Um, following our church meeting last week, arrangements are now in place for the Zoom-focused groups as part of our facilitated discernment process, please look out for an email from Katrina, our minister, with details of how to sign up for these. Next Monday morning is Low Sunday, and once again we will uh, be gathering for an all-age hybrid service at 11 a.m. And now Katrina might transform into Bonnie. <laughs> for lighting off our candle. Bonnie, would you like to do that for us? There's never a date. <laughs> no, no, great, great. Christ is risen, hallelujah. As we gather for worship, 
Let us celebrate the rising of Christ. Christ is the light that lights our way. May we glimpse Christ's light this day. Christ is risen indeed. So as we gather, let us pray. Alleluia, alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. God of resurrection, who in Christ has overcome the power of sin and death, we worship you as best we can, grateful for this mysterious truth. Jesus of Nazareth, Christ of Calvary, as we ponder again the strange yet wonderful story, we worship you as best we can, glad that you are somehow present among us now. Spirit of God, breath of life, living water, comforter and advocate, we worship you as best we can seeking your wisdom and insight for our ongoing lives. Three in one, beyond naming or understanding, 
We worship you as best we can with hearts, minds and souls. Alleluia, alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. We are invited to join together in the Lord's Prayer in our own preferred language form. I will be praying in Norwegian. Father vår, du som er i himlen, helige vårde ditt navn. Komme ditt rike, skje din vilje som i himlen så for jord. Gi oss i dag vårt daglige brød, og forlat oss vår skyld, som vi forlater vår skyldene. Og led oss ikke inn i fristelse, men fri oss fra det onde. For rike er ditt, og makten og æren i evighet. Amen.
So our first activity is an Easter egg hunt, and I'm handing over to Bethany to explain that to us. It's not too complicated. It's just an Easter egg hunt around the room that we're in today. Um, so a lot of the stuff is at the back and at the side. We've tried to avoid the stuff near the tech desk just so we're not getting anything tripped over. Um, so everyone is allowed to take part in this. You might have already found one on your seat. So there's one ticked off that we've already got, um, but there'll be more around the room. So if you want to start and go and have a wander around. You might have already spotted some already. I think you've already got one, Esther. I can see, you already know. Oh, amazing. Yeah, that's a good point. High and low, that's a good way to put it. Oh. Look above the pictures. Okay, I think that is probably just about all the eggs found. Uh, we probably know the stories or the, the myths around why we have eggs at Easter. Can anybody tell me any of the reasons that we sometimes have, we, th we think we might have eggs at Easter? Are you all exhausted from going looking for eggs? Okay, so one of the reasons we have eggs at Easter is egg hatch. quite often eggs hatch around this time. I have to confess, having looked around Bingham's Pond, I don't think they've even laid any eggs yet. The, the uh, female swan has only just made a nest. But often around this time of year, eggs break open, so they're a sign of new life. Sometimes, more recently, people always have also started to say, well, do you know what? Actually, eggs are not that dissimilar in shape to some stones. So maybe if you stretch it really hard, you could claim that it looks a bit like the stone and therefore it reminds us of Jesus' grave. I think that's stretching it. But it's the only link I can find into our next song, which is the angel rolled the stone away.
Sabbath day was the first day of the week. That day at dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other woman named Mary went to look at the tomb. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord came from the sky, and there was a huge earthquake. The angel went to the tomb and rolled the stone away from the entrance. Then he sat on the top of the stone. The angel was shining as bright as lightning. His clothes were as white as snow. The soldiers guardian the tomb were very afraid of the angel. They, sh they shook with fear and then became uh, like dead like dead men. The angel said to the woman, don't be afraid. I know you are looking for Jesus, the one who, who was killed on the cross, but he is, he is not here. He has risen from the death. As he said he would, come and see the place where his body was and go quickly and tell his followers, Jesus has risen from, the, from death. He is going into Galilee and will be there before you. Before you, you will see him there. Then the angel said, "Now I have told you." So the woman left the tomb uh, quickly. They were afraid, but they were also very happy. They ran to uh, to tell his follower what happened. Sud suddenly, Jesus was was there in front of them. He said, hello, the, wo the woman went to him and holding on uh, onto his feet, worshiped him. Then Jesus said to, to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my followers to go Galilee. They will see me there. going to do another activity now. Coming through, can you hear me? <coughs> Are you getting me online? Yes, it's okay. I can't tell whether you can hear me or not. It's, it's just, I'm at a funny distance because we're in a different room. We have another activity and I'm going to give Katrina um, a set of Easter eggs and I would love it if the people who are not quite so old would gather with Katrina and use those. You can open them up and in them are words which I want you to rearrange in the right order to form a message. However, if you're grown up, you don't get out of it because a number of us, and I'm gonna be doing a lot of juggling here because I'm gonna wind up holding three of these eventually, so that's interesting, are gonna be holding up words 
to the cameras so that you can do the same thing. So Katrina, here are the eggs for the youngsters. If you, um, you're small, younger people, if you'd like to, or not younger people, if you fancy that, then go and with Katrina and do that. Um, if you are online and you have a word to hold up, right, this is going to be quite interesting. So uh, if you're not actually opening an eggs and using the letter, the words, I'm um, sorry, I'm struggling a bit here to hold my second one up. Um, thanks, Bethany. This is going to get interesting in a minute because we will, at one, in, when we get going, we will rearrange the, um, oops, we will, we, we will arrange the tiles online. Can you sort your words into this? Thanks, Anita. If you're in the room, can you or online and you can see it um, if you know how to rearrange your tiles um, that would be great um, is there somebody that can come and take over from Bethany holding alive so that Bethany can do some uh, tile shuffling this is definitely what is known in the uh, trade according to Lena as happy chaos Um, whoever's got friends, can you um, de-mirror and go? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. That's fine. That's it. Okay, can, you, can we read the message? Um, we have some words that are a bit mirrored, but that's okay. What does it say? He isn't here. He's alive. Go and tell his friends. Thank you. Well done. I think you should give yourselves a clap for that because uh, that is, was definitely chaotic. So thanks, everybody. So the message to go and tell his friends. And we're going to sing about that message now. Haven't you heard that Jesus is risen?
My name is Mary. I was born in Magdala, a small city on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, near to Tiberias. So to distinguish me from all the other women called Mary in the stories, the writers chose to call me Mary the Magdalene, a bit like they sometimes called Jesus the Nazarene. I was one of his followers and was fortunate to have money of my own, which I gladly gave to support his work. After all, I owed him a lot. I had suffered for years with what we call demons, but what you would probably call poor mental health. Anxiety, low self-esteem, depression, shame, guilt, repetitive behaviours, dependencies. Well, no one listed them, and once freed from them, I tried not to think about them too much. So when they wrote my story, they said I had been released from seven demons. Seven is called the perfect number by some, so I guess it was a perfect healing. After his arrest, almost all of his followers fled. The one who betrayed him, the one who denied knowing him. It was just us women who stayed, following all the way to the hill of execution, witnessing everything that happened, memorising every word that was spoken, wincing at the sound of the nails, the rasp of breath, the flow of blood and water. We stayed as they took his body down and watched astounded as two well-respected and devout religious men, Joseph and Nicodemus, came forward to claim his body, tenderly wrapped him up in a cloth and carried him to a quiet place for burial. They spoke kindly, these men, and noticing that the light was fading, they told us to hurry home before the Sabbath began. That was probably the longest, toughest, saddest, emptiest Sabbath ever. My heart was broken and I was powerless to do anything. With my closest female companions, we sat in silence. We wept bitter tears and our minds whirled as we went over and over again all that we had seen. Finally, I fell into a fitful sleep, waking up early, and as we had agreed among ourselves, quickly got dressed, wrapped myself in a shawl for warmth, gathered the spices and oils needed to anoint his body, and stepped out into the dark streets. Now, if you read what each of the four storytellers wrote, you'll discover that no one is quite sure whether I went alone or whether I went with friends, and even how many friends I went with. 
Mark will tell you that we had such a strange encounter, we were terrified and ran away. Never said a word to anyone. Luke will tell you that we delivered a message entrusted to us by mysterious messengers, but no one believed us. John will tell you that I went on my own, and as I wandered, weeping, encountered the risen one when he spoke my name. But it's Matthew's tale that you heard today, so we'll stick with that one. Mary, the other one, whatever that might mean because nobody quite knows, Mary and I made our way out of the city. And as we got near to the place where the grave was, we felt the earth start to tremble underneath our feet. And we watched in horror as the huge stone set across the entrance of the cave began to move, leaving an opening wide enough for somebody to go in or out. There were guards outside the tomb, but they looked like they were asleep. I guess it had been a long night for them, and it seems that some people really can sleep through an earthquake. Now, you're going to think this next bit is really crazy. And believe me, if it hadn't been for the fact that I have Mary with me, I would wonder myself. But sitting right on top of that stone was a man dressed all in white who told us that Jesus wasn't in the tomb anymore, that he was alive, and that we should tell his followers to set off to Galilee and he'd meet them there. Well, we looked at each other. I mean, could this be true? (laughs) We'd seen him die. We'd watched as his body was carried to the tomb. We'd waited patiently all this time to come and pay our respects. I really hope this wasn't some cruel joke. But what could we do? Something had definitely happened. The stone had moves. The guards were well out of it. And somebody has certainly been speaking to us. So we set off, trying to work out what we'd say when we eventually found the men. Because, you know, they were hiding. We didn't quite know where they were or if they were together. And we didn't really expect them to believe us because, frankly, we didn't really believe us. And then we heard a voice. Hello. I looked at Mary. (coughs) Mary looked at me. It wasn't, was it? It couldn't be, could it? But it was. It was him. Casual as anything, walking up to us as if nothing had happened. Hello. Huh, we couldn't stop ourselves. We dropped to our dropped the bundles we were carrying and we tumbled to the ground and each one of us grasped one of his feet, kissing him and worshipping him. Yeah, he, he really was back. He really was alive. We had heard him and we had touched him. 
Smiling gently, he helped us to our feet. And he looked at us with that authoritative look of his and said, go and tell my friends. I'll meet them in Galilee. And then, without a backward glance, he was off, walking rapidly into the distance, fading from our sight, and all too soon, there we were on our own again. Had we imagined it? Well, no, we were sure we hadn't. So off we went into the city, searching until we found those men hiding away, some here, some there, and we passed on the message we'd been given. Well, they thought that we were bonkers. Just hysterical women they had to go and see for themselves to find out if it was any truth in this. And in due course, they would have their own moments of encounter. But that's a story for another time. <coughs> I am Mary the Magdalene, a woman wounded by life who supported the followers of Jesus financially for many years. I was there when he was crucified. I was there when he was buried. I was there when the tomb was opened. And I met him walking along the street, large as life, when he simply said, Hello. Today, we gather on the day of resurrection. Bruised by our own recent and very painful losses. Weighed down by our own worries and struggles. And maybe like Mary with our own demons. Today we're asked to believe what seems to 21st century minds something utterly impossible. Today, we look for Jesus differently. We look for him in scripture, in story, in song, in playing daft games, and shortly, in sharing food and drink. Perhaps as we continue our journey, as we wrestle with our own thoughts and feelings, he will come alongside us most probably in the guise of somebody else, and greet us too. Hello, Hillhead Baptist Church. Tell my followers I'm alive, and that I am with them always, to the very end of time. Now the green blade rises from the buried grain. Wheat that in dark earth many days has lain. Love lives again that with a dead has been 
Love is come again like wheat that springs up green. In the grave they laid him, love whom we had slain, thinking that he'd never wake to life again. Laid in the earth like grain that sleeps unseen. Love is come again like wheat that springs up green. Up he sprang at Easter like the risen grain. He that for three days in the grave had lain. Up from the dead, my risen Lord is seen. Love is come again, like wheat that springs up green. When our hearts are saddened, grieving or in pain, by your touch you call us back to life again. Fields of our hearts, the dead and bare have been. Love is come again, like wheat that springs up green. Our prayers this morning have a song response and the cue will be, O oh Lord, hear our prayers. And then we're invited to join with the recording of the Taze chant. Let us pray together. God of surprises, who knows each of us by name and greets us as friends, just like the two Marys in the story, we worship you, bringing our prayers for others and for each other. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. God of community, 
who in Jesus enjoyed the company of friends and followers. We name before you those from our church of whom we think especially this week. For Barbara and her family, following the death of Ken, that you would comfort them in their loss and give them strength for each moment of each day. And from our prayer diary, for Ade, Morje, Esther and Shay, Elham, Ali, Benjamin and Bardia, Nasi, Nikan and Nikia, Marit, Tom and Arthur, Ian, Elizabeth and Joanna, Christian and Alan. Help us to honour, love and encourage these our siblings in Christ. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. God of the Church, who by your Spirit equips and enables ordinary people to be bringers of good news. We name before you these Sister Baptist Churches here in Scotland. Cowdenbeath Baptist Church, Creef Baptist Church, <coughs> Crown Terrace Baptist Church in Aberdeen, and Coldothal Christian Centre in Inverness. As each shares the story of resurrection and seeks to live the hope of Christ, may they, like him, come alongside those for whom life is painful and walk in solidarity with them. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. God of mission, who in Christ calls your children to go into all the world. We join with BMS World Mission in praying for the people of Afghanistan and especially those who serve in that nation to show your love in practical ways through development projects, from forestry and earthquake relief to important mental health programmes. Recalling how the risen Christ was first encountered by women, we pray for the faithful women who serve in Afghanistan under increasingly difficult conditions. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. Oh Lord, hear 
God of all creation. As we celebrate Christ's defeat of sin and death, we are mindful that our lived experience can make that very hard to believe. We pray for a broken world where corruption, greed, selfishness and intolerance continue to cause so much harm. As always, we risk bringing you a shopping list of hurting places, expecting you to fix everything. So please help us to be active in our prayers, doing what we can to be the answer. Today, we pray for all who live on the island of Ireland, 25 years on from the Good Friday Agreement. We pray for those who govern in Holyrood, in Westminster, and in local councils. We pray for the police and judiciary. We pray for nations we love dearly, including but not limited to Israel-Palestine, Iran, Hungary, Lithuania, Cuba, Germany, Nigeria, Kenya, United States of America, Canada, Bahamas, Japan, Finland, Norway, Northern Ireland, Wales, England, and of course, Scotland. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. God of Easter, accept our prayers in the name of the resurrected Christ. Amen. That evening, two of Jesus' followers were going to a town named Emmaus. It's about seven miles from Jerusalem. <coughs> they were talking about everything that had happened. While they were talking, discussing these things, Jesus himself came near and walked with them, but they didn't recognise him. He asked them, what's this I hear you discussing with each other as you walk? The two men stopped, their faces looking very sad. The one named Cleopas said, you must be the only person in Jerusalem who doesn't know what has just happened there. Jesus said, what are you talking about? They said, it's about Jesus, the one from Nazareth. To God and to all the people, he was a great prophet. 
He said and did many powerful things. But our leaders and the leading priests handed him over to be judged and killed. They nailed him to a cross. We were hoping that he would be the one to free Israel. But then all this happened. And now something else. It has been three days since he was killed. But today, some of our women told us an amazing thing. Early this morning, they went to the tomb where the body of Jesus was laid. But they did not find his body there. They came and told us they had seen some angels in a vision. The angels told them Jesus was alive. So some of our group went to the tomb too. It was just as the women said. They saw the tomb, but they did not see Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, You are foolish and slow to realise what is true. You should believe everything the prophet said. The prophet said the Messiah must suffer these things before he begins his time of glory. Then he began to explain everything that had been written about himself in the scriptures. He started with the books of Moses, and then he talked about what the prophets had said about him. They came near the town of Emmaus, and Jesus acted as if they did not plan to stop there. But they wanted him to stay. They begged him, stay with us. It's almost night. There's hardly any daylight left. So he went in to stay with them. Joining them at the supper table, Jesus took some bread and gave thanks. Then he broke some off and gave it to them. Just then they recognised him. But when they saw who he was, he disappeared. They said to each other, when he talked to us on the road, it felt like a fire burning in us. How exciting it was when he explained to us the true meaning of the scriptures. They got up then and went back to Jerusalem. There they found the followers of Jesus meeting together. The eleven apostles and the people with them said, The Lord really has risen from death. He appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the road. They talked about how they recognised Jesus when he shared the bread with them. because such understandings were a long way off emerging. 
And it wasn't even an ordinance because no one yet had begun to obey the command. It was dinner, a meal in a home at the end of a long walk, at the end of a long day, at the end of a very long three days when three people gathered at a table. And so this isn't a sacrament, not a badge of allegiance as some Baptists would claim, nor a formal means of grace as others and other traditions would say. It isn't even an ordinance because no special words are being spoken. It's just a snack, if you like, some bread and some juice at the end of a morning service, at the end of our journey through Holy Week, at the end of three days of Easter, with a group of people, some on site and some online, all gathered together. Have you ever wondered how long it might have taken to make dinner that night? I mean, they couldn't just call for dominoes and the corner shop wasn't open to pick up bread and fish. I wonder what they chatted about whilst the bread was being baked. I wonder whether there was fresh fish or maybe some goat's cheese. Did they have olives and tomatoes and cucumbers? Might there have been grapes or figs? Who set the table? Who poured the wine? It was customary to invite a guest to give thanks, to say grace as they settled down. And so we will do the same. Thank you, God, for the stories of Easter, for the parts that are mysterious and the parts that are mundane. Thank you for bread and for wine. And as we eat and drink this little snack at the end of a service, strengthen us for our own onward journey of faith. Amen. So let's break bread and eat together at home or in this room as we receive. We don't know whether Cleopas and friends got a drink that night. I'd like to think they did. But what we do know is that just a few days earlier, Jesus had taken wine and described it as the sign of a new covenant, a new promise, a new relationship between God and creation that nothing could destroy. It's also a sign of our unity, our interconnectedness, as those who are trying to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. So we will wait wherever we are to drink together.
So let's just take a moment to look around, to connect, at least visually, with people around us, in the room, people with us on Zoom. To remember those who have gone before us into God's closer presence. To set ourselves again in the story of the resurrection hope. To claim that new promise of God. Let us drink together. This is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Amen. May the courage, wonder and obedience of the women in the Easter stories be ours as we go from here 
to follow Jesus into the world for which he died, to serve him with love, honour and praise. Amen.